Good morning and welcome to Our American Heritage. I am Mark Hunter, the host of the program. Our American Heritage program, we explore in depth the American experience from its beginning to the present. And today we want to welcome our guest, Eileen Cornish. Eileen, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Arch. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I've been looking forward to having you on, believe it or not, for a long time. And listeners, this show is going to be a little different because it's going to be in memorial of one of our colleagues at the Freedoms Foundation who passed away very suddenly about three weeks ago, uh, Kim DeBlas. And it's a major loss personally in our lives, both to Eileen and myself and also the foundation and everything that she did. So uh, Eileen worked with Kim and myself for about three years at the foundation. So I've asked Eileen to come on and we want to share some of the the stories that uh, Kim has been involved in over the years with the history slant to it with the Freedoms Foundation. And uh, we just have so many things we like to share in her memory. So Eileen, if you would first uh, give yourself a little introduction to our listeners about your background, where you grew up, where you went to school, what you did in in education, and then a little bit of what you did at the Freedoms Foundation. Sure thing, Arch. Again, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Eileen Cornish, and I live here locally in Montgomery County, and actually, I grew up here, Montgomery County native, and just grew up maybe 10 miles from Freedoms Foundation and actually never knew it was there. I'm a graduate of Perkiomen Valley High School, a proud Viking, and I moved after high school to the West Coast. My family moved, and I lived in California, went to school at Cal State Bakersfield and spent some time on the West Coast. And then in Arizona, I was a newspaper reporter for a while. And um, I eventually came back to home here in Montgomery County and um, started to work in a number of different and a number of different jobs. I came to teaching late in my career. I, it was really my third career. And I was a teacher in San Diego, actually. My husband and I moved there and we spent 20 years there. I was a teacher in San Diego. And when I got hired at the private school that I worked in, the principal said to me, I was the eighth grade teacher. I'm, I, I'm an English language arts teacher. Um, he said to me, would you mind every year we take our eighth graders back to the East Coast? We go to Valley Forge. Are you familiar with it? I thought my job was going to drop open. I went, are you kidding? And he told me about taking the kids to Freedom Foundation. He said they've been they've been doing it for about a decade and they do these historical programs. You'll love it. You live right there on campus. And I said, are you kidding? I grew up there. I never even heard of this place. And um, as it turned out, so that's how I became familiar with Kim. Um, because she is the, she was the logistics guru goddess there. She could put together programs for kids and teachers that were just uh, amazing. So I first got to know Kim as a teacher when she helped me coordinate trips with my eighth graders. Eventually, my husband and I came back and moved into the, moved back into the area just about four years ago. And through my association with Kim, I left teaching actually to go to Freedoms Foundation and work uh, and work there in their education program. So that's a roundabout way of who I am and, and uh, how I uh, initially met Kim and how her uh, work at the foundation affected not only my life but the life of you know hundreds of kids that I had an association with. Not mm-hmm. to mention the thousands of kids um, around around the country, really. And listeners, uh, my our sons also are graduates of Perkiomen Valley, and we have lived in the <laughs> culture area now since 1990. And 
Eileen, your statement is is unfortunately very, very true with many thousands of people in our area that so many people do not know where the found Freedoms Foundation is and obviously what we do with the foundation uh, as far as particularly in the area of educa- trying to educate the youth of America and now also the teachers of America in, in the concept of, of character development and our, constitu- our constitution and, and so many of the programs we have. So, and listeners, I want you to know, I was probably, I think I was probably, I guess, four years ago that I first met you when you first came to the foundation. And immediately, <laughs> listeners, uh, I thought in my mind, and this is a compliment that Eileen has a very perky personality. And she reminded, her personality reminded me of a very young San, uh, Sandy Duncan many years ago when she had that show on TV and she had just this bubbly, positive, uh, buoyant personality. And that was my uh, my first remembrance of when I met Eileen and then we were able to work together for several years with Kim at the foundation. So uh, Eileen, if you would share some of the stories that you have about working with Kim and, and dealing with the kids and the teachers on a, a history level throughout the years, because you were exactly right. Kim was it was an absolute guru in scheduling and coming up with programs and knew more people and had more stories about so many things that was just just fascinating to listen to her. And Eileen, I was thinking this this morning, it's been just about three weeks. You know, Eileen, about every other day, I have to stop myself from picking up the phone and calling her. I know. I know. And, and listen, it, she is a she has been a tremendous loss in our lives, just not professionally, but personally because of of, of who Kim was and and what she did as a human being. So, well, Eileen, I'm sorry I didn't put to leave you with that, but if, if you would like to share some of the stories that you you had had about Kim working with her at the foundation and dealing with these kids and and teachers all these years. Yeah, Arch, I can't even, you know, I can't even tell you the same, you know, the same, I have the same feelings flood me over and over. And I know that this summer as the teachers come on campus, there will be a, it will be a huge, uh, it'll be a huge loss. It when is. I think about Kim, uh, when I think about Kim and I think about our contribution to Freedom Foundation and to the education of um, young kids, it's something really strikes me. And that is that she was, ne- she was never a parent. She, she mm-hmm. didn't marry. Um, she didn't have her own children. She loved, she absolutely loved her great nieces and nephews and took great pride in them. But, you know, as someone who never had kids of her own, she mothered thousands of yes. children. Yeah. Because these, she did this for over 10 years. And so she dealt with groups, I would say, probably six to eight uh, group, big groups a year. And we're talking about kids who came um, you know, who came from as far away as California, and they were some of the public schools in the in the, like the Los Angeles County area. They have been bringing um, their students, their fifth graders, um, to Freedom Foundation for over thirty years. So mm-hmm. Kim was getting acquainted with Kim was getting acquainted with parents whose kids were there. And they had come there as kids. Yes. Yeah. And so, so they would share these stories about these kinds of things. So the impact that she had on families 
and on children was was huge. And what I think struck her struck me about her the most is she really cared that they got the experience that they wanted out of the trip. So her, her job really morphed in that it wasn't just only about like American history. We sit in the seat of history and we don't really appreciate it because we sit right here. But you bring a kid from California here and show them like the Liberty Bell and that is just uh, that's a moment to observe it really is because they're like wow to watch history come to life like that so she was always concerned about what they liked what they didn't like she was very concerned about getting the right guide for the groups of kids like you know kids they have their likes and their quirks and and she would say no that wouldn't be a good guide for this group that, that person wouldn't be good but i know this person's going to be really good and really connect um, and the other thing I, I think that she meant to, to the children or the kids who came in, and granted, they came as early as like fifth grade was the youngest that we take, and they come all the way through high school. So this is a wide range of kids. But she was the face of Freedom Foundations for those kids every morning because she was like the morning greeter. She was there every single morning, whether they got to the breakfast, the dining hall at 5 a.m. or 7 a.m., she was there. She greeted them in the morning. She told them what they're going to have for breakfast. She led the Pledge of Allegiance. She let them know what the day was going to hold for them. And then she pushed them out the door and said, have fun. Have and fun. off they went. <laughs> so, I mean, those kinds of things really stick with me about the impression that somebody behind the scenes um, can make on, you know, a kid's experience, experiencing history. And she wasn't just concerned about what they learned when they went to Philadelphia. Um, you know, her job morphed into, um, especially these recurring groups of people, they wanted to do more things. For kids from California, for instance, they don't know what the Amish country is like. They can read about it in a book. They don't know. Um, so the trip, our trip, the, uh, my San Diego kids, we added a day in the Amish country because we thought, when are we ever going to get these kids the opportunity to see sure. this part of yeah. history? Oh my gosh, that took it to a whole different level. And she realized, you know what? These eighth graders went to the Amish country. Maybe these fifth graders are going to like the Amish country. So they that developed into part of their five days at um, at Freedom's Foundation, and it meant something to them because it's not just experiencing things um, about uh, American history, but just about history in in general. She took she wound up with my group of people, we went to New York City, we went to Washington, D.C., um, and spent the night. And when teachers come on campus and we tell them, you know, we do this um, for classes and for kids, and we take them these places and we do these things, these teachers would be like, what? I can bring my class here? Mm -hmm. and, Kim would say, and Kim would say, of course you can bring your class here. So at the time that the pandemic had shut down, we were working with um, some new teachers from Las Vegas um, and Texas. These were teachers who'd come to experience um, the programs that Arch participates in in the summer, and they and they were so enamored by the experience they had. They said, "Okay, how do I get my kids, to, you know, to do it too?" And there are, of course, these big companies that are, you know, that do this for, you know, for profit. Um, and Freedom Foundation is a non-for-profit place, so they were really. Um, happy that they could come to a place that felt like home. And that was Kim. She wanted to make sure they felt like they were at home. They weren't staying in a hotel. And granted, for those people who've been to Freedom Foundation, it's your worst, uh, you know, worst nightmare of a college dorm. But to a fifth grader, man, it's, <laughs> it's heaven. <cool. laughs> yes. Hey, anyway, so. Uh, 
I'm doing a lot of talking. One thing that what you said that always impressed me about Kim, she didn't necessarily have an American history background, but she loved American history. And and she had this, with, with everything that she did, as you were saying, she wanted to make the experience for everyone that came to the foundation and came through one of our programs as best as it could be so they could learn and understand more of our wonderful nation's history to be able to teach it and to share it with other people. And that was one of the things that always impressed me about Kim. She had that vision of, of doing tours, putting programs together, getting the right guides, not for the purpose of promoting the foundation, but for the for the pr- purpose of promoting American history and getting our, our youth and our teachers to understand it, to be able to share it and teach it. Uh, you are you are so right. She took great. I mean, she took great care in making sure that when she figured out, okay, what um, historical actor are we going to bring in one night after dinner to talk to this group of kids? You know, what's going to mean the most to them? So, like, if it was Thomas Jefferson, she would make sure that in the very small gift shop that we hosted there at Freedom Foundation, that there was always a Jacob, that we always stocked up on Jacob's Ladders. Because mm-hmm. as part of Jefferson's speech, he always talked about Jacob's Ladders. And really, for a lot of these kids, they didn't really know what that was. And he'd get it out and he'd demonstrate. And next thing you know, we'd open the gift shop and we would sell out of the Jacob's Ladders. And she goes, told you. I told her they need the Jacob's yeah. ladders in there because she she knew how to she knew how to make sure that it connected with the kids and to have something tangible like that was really made it connect with kids. She uh, always loved to bring Ned Hector in. He was yes. the Revolutionary War hero for the Battle of Brandywine, and he was he was really great with kids. And she loved to bring him in because she knew that he would always get the kids up and moving and pretend like they were bombardiers and show them how to stuff the cannons and scream whatever it is they used to scream before they, you know, shoot the cannon off. And she said, oh, the kids love this part. And she would make sure that, you know, that Ned was part of, you know, the history that she um that she wanted the kids to take away. It was the feeling it and the touching it. I know that my first trip, she asked me about um, historical um, historical figures, like who do I think would uh, have the biggest impact on the kids? And at the time, uh, we were reading the uh, a biography of um, Harriet Tubman. And uh, I said, you wouldn't have anybody, you know, who could do Tubman for us, do you? And there is a wonderful actress uh, through the American Heritage Theater. Is that just called American Historical Theater? Yes. Um, yeah. Who? Yes. Um, who does who does Harriet Tubman? My kids were blown away. Everybody wanted to take a picture with her. Um, they they had a million questions for her because she brought history to life for them just mm-hmm. by asking me who can you know who can I have in here that's going to have an impact on these kids? And I think I had her every year. I mean, I made them read that book just so that we could get her every year. <laughs> I, and I think mean, Kim was the type of person where when we would uh, put the programs together from year to year, she would always have uh, suggestions about, well, what do you think about going here? Or what do you think yep, about yep. that? So, so you knew, again, you knew that Kim was thinking about what, where can we take our, on, on my level, so I have to talk about teachers, where can we take the teachers and, and give them some knowledge so their, their, their lives are enriched so they can teach their, 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 their students when they get back. That was always at the heart of everything that Kim planned 
for all of our programs. Oh, I totally agree. We are so on the right track there. Um, was it her suggestion or was it yours the two summers ago about Fort Necessity when we were talking about taking the teachers across the state? And I can't remember whose suggestion it was. It could have been yours. It was your group. Um, and she said, and you hadn't been there to see what they had offered or whatever. And she investigated that to like the nth degree. And that was one of those trips that you actually let me take with you. And I went and I couldn't, I was blown away as a teacher myself. I thought, oh, I wish I could have had this for, you know, for my takeaway um, for my classroom because they did, you know, like arts and crafts, they did up. It did some kind of battle out on the, what was it, Arch, do you remember? I wrote it down to ask you about it, a fort necessity. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was after uh, Washington took on uh, Jumand and, and it was the first shot of the, of the French and Indian War. And it, right, it built that's this, right. He, he built this rustic, you know, really rustic, antiquated, not antiquated, but oh, very uh, primitive fort. And they called it Fort Necessity. And I think the story behind that is, is, you know, we're always trying to add programs. And I can remember it was in the middle of the winter one time. And Kim Coleman says, Arch, I have an idea for a program. And let me run it by you to see what you think. <laughs> she said, oh, what would you think about doing a couple of teacher programs in the summer on the French and Indian War? And, and, I, and, I, and I hesitated right away. And she said, is your silence that you like it or you don't like it? Or are you thinking? And I said, Kim, two things. I like it and I'm thinking. And so that <laughs> that was really the baby for that program we did, listeners, two years ago, where, which we did uh, the first program ever on the French and Indian War. And we started here at the Freedom Foundation and we did some work on with Native Americans and worked our way all the way out to Pittsburgh. And yeah, I'm, again, Kim called me and said, Arch, what do you think about Fort Necessity? And, you know, we started going into that and she she did a lot of work to put that part of the program together for the teachers. And again, we had never been on that program before. So we were really flying by the seat of our pants every day. And the reason it yep. went as smoothly as it did was because of all the groundwork that, that Kim did to put that program together for the teachers. You know? There was there was just no way to know how that was actually going to turn out. You know, talk about an experiment of faith. And it really was. And it was it was so good. The teachers loved it. And something else about that trip, Arch, um, and this is another thing about Kim um, and her attention to it's not just about the history of 100 years ago. It's about the history that's happening now is that yes. you stopped off um, in um, Shanksville. Yes. Right. Yes, we did. Um, right. So that you could see, um, you know, the remnants of what was there from 9-11. And it didn't have anything to do with the French and Indian War, but you were right there. And it's about teachers who come from all over the country and really all over the world. Are they ever going to get to this little place in the middle of Pennsylvania ever again? So we can't drive past it, really, and say, oh, it's over there, you know, just to make it a stop because she recognized that that would be an, an important thing for teachers to have. And that was a moving experience for all of them. I remember it was kind of like a gloomy day. One of the teachers had written something that appeared then like in the New York Times, didn't it? Yeah, Sarah Kersher wrote, wrote, a, wrote an article when it was published. Yeah, in, in many newspapers yeah. across the nation. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I remember I, Kim, Kim called me and said, Arch, yes, Kim. Well, first of all, you, every time I called Kim, she would always start the conversation. Hello there. You know, you, and that was Kim. <laughs> Hello there. Um, she said, what? Now, 
listeners, you, you, most of you know that I'm more of a revolution historian and Civil War historian. And our program <laughs> with the, the, the um, French and Indian War, Kim Combs said, and again, Kim was not a dictator. She would always, we would throw a lot of things out there. We would discuss it. We'd come up with something. And she said, Arch, what do you think about stopping at the uh, the 9-11 Memorial Shanksville for our teachers? And it, it's like, I didn't even think about that because, you know, it's not on my radar. And I said, Kim, that is absolutely a phenomenal, great idea. And that, it would truly was one of the highlights for our teachers to go there and see it and to be part of it. And to see the somberness of it of that day, and it was a tr just truly amazing. And again, that was all to the credit of Kim DeBlas. Right. It's true, and she did other and she did other things for the teachers too. One of the, uh, and I won't call it complaints, but I would say suggestions that we heard over and over and over again from teachers who would come and they would be at, you know on our campus for a program that had absolutely nothing to do with the Revolutionary War. But we there we sat right next to, um, I mean. The, the American Revolution. There we sat right next to Valley Forge National Park and we never took them there. And they would be like, you know, we're only like a mile down there. Can't we see Valley Forge National Park? And because it wasn't the um it wasn't the theme of the week that they were spending with us because they were here for World War II or they were here for the entrepreneur program. Why would we take them to Valley Forge? And Kim would be like, why wouldn't we take them to Valley Forge? So yep. she was able to, in their schedules, create opportunities where they could go, where we would have um, tours that happened, you know, on a, um, a voluntary. So if you want to come and um, see Valley Forge, we're all going before breakfast on this day. And she made sure that those kinds of things and opportunities were available. Or if there was a, a night where there wasn't a program at night, we would try to get people to go to Valley Forge then. She also um, made that Medal of Honor, our Medal of Honor Grove on the Freedom Foundation campus more relevant to the teachers, even if they weren't there as part of um, World War II or World War One uh, One program. She made sure that there were tours available to them at their break time, at their lunch time, after um, their programs, before breakfast. She would have, you know, Deb, our, you know, our Medal of Honor Grove um, caretaker, I, I would call it, but yes, she would be yes. the person who coordinated those tours. And Deb would drive her golf cart up to the dining hall. Teachers would load in, and she'd find out where those teachers were from. She'd drive them right to that that place in that Medal of Honor Grove, that beautiful place that's on that campus, the, the largest tribute to Medal of Honor recipients in the country. And she'd drive them out to their state. Oh, you're from Texas. Wait till you see the wait till you see the monument in Texas. Wait till you see what what you can find out there. Those kinds of things were the like the cherry on top of the Sunday for these teachers because they love coming to Freedom Foundation. They love the programs that we offer, but to go that extra thing. Mm -hmm. And that was Kim. She made sure, and she, you're right, she was like, what do you think about this? We would sit, we, I sat in a, we sit in, in cubbies there, you know what I mean? So she would sit over the wall for me. We'd never have a, a you know, a direct look at each other until I'd walk around the cubby and, and we'd talk face to face. But I could hear her conversations on the phone and she'd hang up and I'd go, well, what did Arch think of your idea? <laughs> I don't know who's going to have to call me back. <laughs> <laughs> But she would, you know, she'd throw those things out there. You're right. She'd say, hello there. Hello and there. She'd pitch, yeah. she'd pitch her idea. And, but to, the, she found ways to make the experience as rewarding as possible um, for the teachers and, and the students. And I think, I think that's her contribution yeah. to history, really. 
And Eileen, we are up against the time for this this program, and I know we have a lot to talk about. So again, I want to thank you for coming and sharing a little bit of of, of your experiences with with Kim at the foundation and uh, helping us get through this time where where it is a big loss for not only for the foundation and teachers, but for you and I personally. And I know we have a lot more stories to talk about, Kim. So listeners, in, in Kim's honor, please come to the Freedoms Foundation. Visit the Medal of, of, of Honor Grove. Come and look and see exactly what is there. It's right off, it's right on Route 23, right outside Valley Forge Park as you're heading towards Phoenixville. So Eileen, thank you for sharing some stories about Kim and helping to remember her. And uh, her legacy will continue to live for a long time with so many teachers and the influence that she had. And so thank you for sharing with us today. Thanks so much, Archie. It's been my heart good to talk about Kim in this way, so yes. thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. This is WFYL 1180 AM, Working for Your Liberty.